0: We suck again! The Bears Nation Podcast. Powered by ONTAP Sports Network. I've seen some pretty shitty situations in my life. But nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. Out of the zone, in end zone, in! Yeah, it's bad. It's great when it works, right? It's great when it works, and when it doesn't, everybody's going to criticize. i got bad news for you, Johnson. We suck. We're going through a storm right now. You can take it day by day and just be grateful for, you know, what we do, what I do.
1: <laughs> what what would you say you do here? It's the Bears Nation Podcast.
0: Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. Here's your hosts. Kevin Lapka, and Jake Hassan. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. It's Bears Nation, baby. Let's go. All right. Welcome in. Bears Nation podcast. It is Monday, September 18th, and nothing matters. Everything is terrible, and I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. It's over. I'm calling it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm that? out. What? The season. I'm done. Oh, oh, season? I, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. That's fine. I'm out. I I'm can't, calling it. I can't blame you. Yeah. It's September 18th. Uh, the Bears are 0-2. Uh, if you can't tell, if you haven't been around in the last few hours, uh, the Bears lost to the Buccaneers 27-17. to It was disgusting. It was not nearly as close as the box score made it seem. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's over. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I think
1: it's over. I, 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 they should be better than what they are. They should be better than what they are. They're
0: not. And there's problems across the board, and I'm just goddamn upset. (laughs) It's reminiscent of the of the worst Nagy days. Or it's like reminiscent of like the worst trustman days. Already. It's September 18th of year two of this regime. And I I get where they're coming from. That's a game. And I know we said on this show, oh, it's a must win game. That's a game you gotta win. You can't, you can't let Baker Mayfield throw for almost 300 yards on you. You can't let Todd Bowles coach circles around you. You just can't. Todd Bowles, man. You can't have it. And here we are. Maybe the Buccaneers are just better than we thought. No, see, don't do that now. See,
1: now you're doing it. You're doing what I'm saying. We don't have to make these excuses for the Chicago Bears here. Right, no,
0: no. I this is more of a Bucks thing. He also like, did throw for three hundred seventeen yards. Right, he, so like th- this is more of a Bucks thing. Like maybe the because like a lot of people thought the Bucks were just gonna be bad. I mean, that could so, be true. So but... like this is more of a Bucks thing that maybe they're just better than we thought. But the, you flat out got embarrassed. You got embarrassed by Baker Mayfield. You got embarrassed by Todd Bowles. Like say what you want. Like Mike Evans is still a dude, and like Rashad White is pretty like good, and Chris Godwin's still really good. That to your point, the talent that's around you. You're taking it, and you're even elevating it, though. Like That talent is elevating the quarterback. To your point, they're playing above those expectations. It's crazy. What a concept. What a concept, and the coaching staff is brutal. Uh, I think I'm out on the coaching staff. I'm definitely out on Luke Getze. Luke Getze is a coward. Luke Getze has no spine whatsoever uh, and is bad at his job and should be held accountable for that because that was – let's just start from the beginning of the game. Starts awesome as far offensively. Chunk plays to DJ Moore. You're throwing it down the field. Justin Fields runs it in for a touchdown. And then you just don't <laughs> go back to any of it again for the next three and a half quarters. Really next three. The whole first quarter was fine. But for the next three quarters, the next two and a half hours, it's just misery. Like it's just miserable. The defense is terrible. They're bad. The play calling on offense is brutal. You don't try anything else again. You try. You start trying to force the ball to chase Claypool for some reason, which was very bizarre because he's an idiot, doesn't know what he's doing on football field. He
1: was better thus this week. He was better. I I, was. I was more. I was proud that he looked like he actually cared and he scored and he had some
0: plays. Drew a couple flags. Sure. Was still. Doing some weird stuff, like, on the sidelines. I don't That's know. That's kind of what he does, though. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Just... So, it's just more, again, back to the play calling. Like, the first quarter rocks. You're like, all right, we're going to win. The, like What was the final, score at the end of first quarter? 10-7? Seven. I think. We were, 10-7 Bears? No, no, no. I don't or 10-7. So. But I want to say it was, like, 7-3 at the time. I'll regardless. Like, you're like, all right, offense is, like, doing <laughs> stuff. DJ Moore is here. We're going to win. 7-3. We're going to win a game. And yep. then just nope. You just immediately fall on your face. You just immediately pissed on your leg. And you poop your pants on on live television. And it was outrageous. Just absolutely outrageous. And I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, this team is broken fundamentally. And it's see you in 2024 with Caleb Williams, and yeah, we'll try I don't know this again. about
1: that. Let's not do that yet. But let's do see you in 2024 without this coaching staff. I mean, I, 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 just, I, I think that's where you have to start. I don't well, know. Well, I don't know if
0: ownership is going to have the spine. I don't know if ownership is going to have the spine.
1: I think this is where. When you talk about organizational change, and this is one of the fundamental aspects of the offseason, one of the fundamental reasons there's people like me and like you who thought this team could win 8 to 10 games and sneak into the playoffs is because we saw, we thought that there was organizational change because for years and decades, it's been, it starts at the top. The problems with ownership. Ted Phillips, never going to do anything. George McCaskey's making decisions, all this stuff. Well, this offseason, they, you know, Ted Phillips resigns. They bring in Kevin Warren. Yeah, Kevin Warren isn't making decisions on the football field, but he's a better voice in the organization. And George McCaskey's going to take a step away from the football aspect of it. And it looks like Ryan Poles and Matt Ibervus are actually going to run this team. There's organizational change that still exists. And I don't want to, like put too much on Kevin Warren, maybe he really is just here to be the stadium. Like, maybe that's all it is. Right. But as of right now, as of today, from what we know, like, the person making the decision on who gets fired in the, the years is, is Kevin Warren. Like, Fair. and he's not going to fire Ryan Poles. And I know Ryan Poles fire, or <sighs> hired Matt Eberflus. Ryan Poles is not going to get fired. That's not going to happen. But part of me believes that when you talk about oh, organization not having the spine to do it, well, maybe they do now because of his presence. Like Kevin Warren's been around; he's been in good organizations, bad in bad organizations. Like he might be able to, you know, have a voice in that conversation in Ryan Pulis's ear, say, "Man, we 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 got to we got to make a change." So I wouldn't rule it out. I would not rule out the idea that Matt Eberflus could get fired after this year, because again, like. The expectations are high and I and I understand too that like it's a tough spot when you think about all right next year you have a ton of cap space you have draft capital you are in a prime position to build a Super Bowl champion a Super Bowl contending team next year with all the pieces to fire the head coach In some situations, signals a rebuild, but that isn't always the case. That isn't always the case. In most instances, you fire the head coach, you rebuild, you start from scratch, they draft the quarterback. That doesn't have to be the case because I also do think Kevin Warren is all in on Justin Fields, which he should be. Oh, oh. I'm out. Uh, you're, I'm out. Uh, that's that's. The, I'm out. You're, you're you're wrong for that. You're how? wrong for that. How because you, you, you don't guess- have the privilege to how? be out on Justin Fields. You how don't have you, the privilege. How
0: can you watch that game yesterday and think that there's any semblance of this guy succeeding here? Because when you watch Justin Fields, there were mistakes. The the one
1: play where he goes through his reprogression and doesn't throw. I don't know what he's doing there. And yeah. and I and for me. It's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. I don't I these he held on to the ball a little long at Ohio State because he had all the time in the world and he waited for Chris Olave to run 60 yards down the field and all those things. But that's the, probably the most coachable thing of like like it's hard to coach someone's footwork, it's hard to coach someone's arms, it's hard to coach like actual physical things out of a quarterback. But to bring a quarterback in and coach him to have the confidence to to throw the ball when a guy's open, that's not hard. I don't know where things went wrong for him. I do think it's a lack of confidence, but I still think it's fixable. I st- and, and and listen, for all these people to say move on, move on who who are you? What kind of privilege do you think you have to move on from the guy who's the most talented, most raw, best quarterback this franchise most capable quarterback this franchise has ever seen? And you're ready to move on? You yeah. what kind of privilege is that? Me- get out of here with that mess. You want to start over again? I mean, yeah. I, I no, you you you, he might you be can't bad. you can't he he's not bad, Jake. He's not a he bad might. quarterback. He's a victim of offensive failure and coaching malpractice around him. And that's that's that's
0: you you know who else you said that I about? Said, sure. You know who else you said that about? I don't you know it's different. You know it's different. Is it? Don't,
1: oh, is it? Get out of here,
0: man. Is it?
1: Is it? Is, is it different? Is,
0: is just a field. Who's better the better quarterback? They're both bad. They're both bad. Jesse, don't do
1: this. Who's
0: don't. who sucks slightly less? I guess Fields because of his ceiling. <sighs> But, like, yeah, just, does Justin Fields have the big playability that Mitch Trubisky never had? Yes, and that marginally raises his ceiling. Marginally. But, like, but like if, you, if you're if you going to turn the ball over and make boneheaded plays every week, it, it cancels out. Name the other boneheaded plays in the game. He, every time he Pick hangs on the ball, fault. every time he doesn't throw the ball away and just takes the sack. Happened, like, twice. Happened, but it happens happened twice. But my point being, Kevin, that happens every single week. We can't, like, you're saying we can't make excuses for the Chicago Bears anymore? At a certain point... We have to stop making excuses for Justin Fields. Maybe he changes around in the next 15 games. Maybe. But the things that are have been concerns for the last, you know, since he got in the league and since he became the starter continue to perpetually be concerns. Mm-hmm. They're not going away. And part of that is boneheaded playing calling. Yes, the play calling is terrible. But also, like there are things that Justin Fields does, decisions that he makes that are just bad. Like some of these decisions, when he's throwing the ball, when he chooses to not throw it out of bounds and just hang on to it, or he's he's blatantly missing running lanes now too, like he's blatantly just not running the ball and just taking sacks now. That's something that's new this year. Yeah, like back to back weeks they now that's it out happened. of happened. So it's just so you think you can reverse coach? Like I I don't see Luke Getz or Matt Eberflus saying, yeah, you know what? Actually, throw away everything that we've been saying. We're going to admit that we were wrong. Like that's not going to happen. So. It's just I don't see things going on. Maybe Justin Fields could be a good quarterback somewhere else. I don't think it's going to happen here. Oh,
1: I don't think it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You know? Oh, come on. He the, If they were to move on from Justin Fields, that man will go to a different franchise and be a pro bowler.
0: Without a doubt. Without it's possible. a doubt. I, I, just, it's, I don't think you're wrong for saying that, but I think that this franchise has decided already. I think they've decided they're out. I think I think yesterday well, that's, that's, well that, y- I think yesterday was a clear indication that this franchise is trying to lose games again then this fran- then you burn household to the ground then it, 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 if you again may- this goes back to guy like regimes not getting to draft their guy I don't care so, I don't care you were brought but, in and you were think, hired think be- about what they're gonna say it doesn't matter what you care about think about what they're gonna say the track Both that today. you were on right now the Carolina Panthers let's say they go to O2 today tonight it's Monday and you're already 0-2. the track that you're on right now through two weeks of the season, admittedly, is to have a chance to draft Caleb Williams. That's the track you are currently on. Do you think that this regime is going to say, sit here and say, yeah, no, we're going to run it back with Justin Fields, who we also have to decide a fifth-year option on, and also next year's his fourth year? They're not going to do that. They're going to say, we didn't draft this guy. We've put the pieces all around this guy together. We're going to blame that we didn't get to draft our guy. We talked about this, Kevin. We talked about this possibility that... We're going to be in this cycle where the regime is going to be at the mercy, and they're going to say their only playing card is, I mean, yeah, we just went 1-16, 2-15. We're a terrible team, but you know what it is? It's because we didn't get to draft our quarterback. We didn't get a chance to. We got talked into rolling with Justin Fields because we didn't like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but, you know, this like. Can we both admit that Caleb Williams is like an outrageously talented generational type prospect? He's very, very good. And who's to say the Bears won't ruin him too? I I completely agree with that. But like I'm projecting this as you're Ryan Poles. What are you saying to save your job? And that's how it's going to go. Like they're not going to pass it up again. If they're in the same position they are, and, and listen, every single one of the quarterbacks in this draft that just passed had knocks. Bryce Young, too small. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Will Levis didn't get a lot of playing time and still really raw. That's why he fell to where he did. Anthony Richardson only played 12 games. All of them had warts. All of them had knocks. But Caleb Williams is like, oh, my God, like unblemished. Everybody loves him. Every single person has nothing bad to say about Caleb Williams. The Bears are not going to pass up on that. They're not going to have won't. the opportunity to take Caleb Williams.
1: Like... The Arizona Cardinals had a twenty-one, had a twenty-to-zero lead yesterday, and I had the Giants and Survivor, and I was like, "The Arizona Cardinals are going to throw
0: this game away." The the bear. Like, but my point being, like, the Panthers are also probably going to go into tonight. You're going to have the assets to, even if it's in a trade, you could trade up for no. one. Uh, not if there's a quarterback needy team. Arizona has Kyler Murray. Der, if, if uh, ah. I don't know. You, they, he has a huge contract. They are definitely going to reup with the
1: him. The bottom line is, I just, I, I, I like, we don't have to go there yet. We don't have to go there yet. Like, I, the Bears might end up winning five games, which puts them well out of the realm of possibility to get Caleb Williams. Like, like we don't, we, it's too, it's too early for that. I just, I can't, I can't look at this coaching staff, and I, I can't look at what they've put on the field in the first two games, and I, and I, and I, and I can't justify it. I mean, I watched the Arizona Cardinals, a team that is supposed to be one of the worst teams in NFL history, have more fight and more dogging in than the Chicago Bears do. I mean, there's no fight. There's no. There's nothing. There's nothing. Nope. These guys, it doesn't even look like these guys want to play. Nope. It doesn't, it, like, I. I there, there's nothing. So in the who, fourth
0: quarter, they gave up.
1: It, it, it felt like it. And it, it, it felt like they gave up, like, from the start. Like, you didn't, like, not in a, there was not a, there was one moment in the Packers game where I felt belief, and that was when Roshon Johnson ran over somebody. And, the only belief I had in that game against Tampa Bay was really when Justin Fields ran in for a touchdown. They looked good. Like, and Shane McQuay puts in the chat, there was fight last year. Yep. Like, they were scrappy last year against good teams. They won three games, but they were scrappy as hell. Like, you, you came out of games like, man... You know, we just put up 30 points on the and the Dolphins and we lost because there wasn't a, a missed call on, on PI, but hey, we lost in the tank. But but I'm damn proud of the way we fought, yeah. right? And you came away from that thinking that, that, hey, that's okay because I am proud. And and I have not felt like a proud Chicago Bears fan, not just because they're own two, but because they're a goddamn embarrassment and no one out there is trying. It you are you're not giving it your best effort. And that's that's the worst thing you could do as a player, as a franchise or organization. Like you can fail over and over and over and over again. People fail every day in their jobs, right? People fail every day in life. You know, not everything is going to, to go perfectly. You're going to lose games. You're going to make mistakes. But if you go out there and you put 100, 110% every time, then you can't regret it. You can't, you can't look back on it and say, you know, I, I didn't give it my all. But that's what the Chicago Bears team is doing. They're not giving it their all, and that's, and that's what they have to blame for. it. Don't blame anything else but that but not giving it, your 100%. And I just, I mean, again, there's a million things you could look at with the coaching, from the play calling, from not giving it to Roshon Johnson after he breaks up a 30-yard run, to, that to was the, crazy the, the consistent screen passes, to making Equanimius St. Brown inactive, when you know Justin Fields has talked about him being a leader and how good of a pass blocker he is, and all these different things, and yada, 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 and DeBoss 7696 in the chat saying Luke, Luke Etze and these bullshit bubble screens. You could do that over and over and over, Like, you could do the same exact thing for the New England Patriots last night against Miami Dolphins, but guess what? That team fought their ass off, that team fought till the final whistle, and they at least have that to hold their hat on. The Chicago Bears do not, and they will not until they fire the head coach. I'm sorry, I'm out on Matt Eberflus. I am. I'm done.
0: It seems like Matt Eberflus is everything that people were afraid Dan Campbell was going to be. Just like, hard-o, like, preach this, like, like... preach this high motor high energy and then it never comes to fruition and you never get anything on the football field like that's what. remember that everyone was making fun of the lions for hiring dan campbell like oh yeah this motivational speaker you just hired like way to go it's not going to get you anything on the football field they were almost in the playoffs last year and they look to be a good team this year i know they lost yesterday but like they look better than you do and maddie your looks like everything that you were afraid dan Campbell. like these motivational words that fall on deaf ears and nobody's bought in and nobody cares and you just stink. That's and what you just it stink. Is. But
1: it's not even like, and that's the thing too, though. It's he's not. He doesn't even have the motivational speaker aspect tool. Yeah. Like, well, he did last year at least. Kind I, I mean, I mean, I mean, sort of. But like, I, I also I, it still feels, it still feels like there's not a lot of accountability for some reason. Like the post game press conference. Is well, we well, we saw improvement. You know, we, we saw improvement today. DJ Moore got the ball six times for 106 yards. This, wasn't that the goal? Didn't didn't we talk about that in practice? We're gonna get him more targets. Well, we did that. And Matt Niebuhr literally said, "Well, we saw improvement." Where you you went backwards? You scored less points against a worse defense. Well, maybe not. No, but probably better defense. Yes, than definitely. Probably. I'll take that back. But I, I no accountability. Go up to that goddamn podium and say this is a goddamn failure. Failure. We didn't put 100. percent We didn't play hard. We didn't play well. We lost a team that we thought we were better than. And and I don't want to hear. Oh no, it's going to change. Fuck that. Take accountability and say we we and, and then walk away. Go to the podium, say organizational failure, team failure, and then walk away. Pull a Bill battle check. I don't want to hear whatever, whatever the hell else you have to say. I don't give a shit. I don't, no one wants to hear what you have to say. It, it, it's word salad. It means nothing. It's not word salad. It's not naggy word salad. But it means nothing to me. In one year yeah. out the next, right? Does anything that Matt Eberflew
0: say mean anything to you anymore? No. What does it mean? I mean, coach speak generally, I don't hold a lot of sure. weight to, but I mean the, the problem is too, <sighs> like it's gonna get worse. You you go to can you go to Kansas City this week. What do I torture myself with this What are you about? What are they, like what are they gonna say after that game when you get smoked? You're gonna get you're gonna get smoked. How is that going to look after? And we'll talk about this on Wednesday, but like, it's going to be bad.
1: They're going to target DJ Moore eight times it's going to be really
0: bad. Like, you're going to get, I mean, you just had Todd Bowles coach circles around you. What do you think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to do? Well, to be fair,
1: that does not look like the same Chiefs team. And you want to know why? And you want to know why? Who's the offensive coordinator of that team? I mean, there is a narrative to be had. I'm sorry. Regardless, but there, through two games, there's a freaking
0: narrative. I mean, regardless, you don't like Baker Mayfield. Just showed like you you don't have to be very good to throw for 300 yards on this defense. Patrick Mahomes could probably go out there on one leg and throw for 300 yards. Get in the defense. Super Bowl. And on top of that, like Chris Jones is back. That defense still looks pretty good, especially with him there. Like you think this offensive line and this quarterback who doesn't know when to get rid of the ball is going to stand up to Chris Jones and that defensive line? Not a chance. It's going to be a massacre. So even if it's a lowish scoring game, or maybe if the Chiefs' offense doesn't look like like, are you scoring any points? Yeah, you'll score points, but I mean, I, I, they might
1: drop forty five on you. I mean, yeah, might. The, the, I I'm mean, expecting it. I and and that's the other thing too, like. All right, so here, so Alan Williams is out for personal reasons. It's hope everything's okay with him, right? Like we're not going to dive into sure. that. The same thing with Nate Davis, terrible situation, lost a, a family member. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But this is your chance. If you're Matt Eberflus, right, you, you're taking over play calling. You're brought here for discipline, right? Yep. Let's limit the penalties. Let's do all that stuff, right? We've had some some weird discipline issues in the past in this organization. And let's bring back the Bears defense, and yeah, the monsters in the midway. Right, we're going to hire a defensive court. This is what we do. We're the Chicago Bears, and we're going to do things the right way. We're going to hire Matt Eberflus, and the defense is going to be great again. And here's your chance to call plays. And and Baker Mayfield cards you up for 317 yards. You can't get off the field on third down through two weeks. The Bears have allowed 157.2 pass rating on third down. That is an ast- that stat. That stat Astounding. should that 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 is an un believable statistic right like this is your chance to prove you know what you can do as defensive play call and why you're, what you were brought here to do you didn't do it gone I'm sorry if I were Kevin Warren I fired him today I I, I just like I I I, and I I I I understand I'm overreacting a little bit I am but like I just I I watch the NFL every day for nine hours right and you watch good, te- yeah. Sorry, sorry. I turn on red zone and I sit there for nine hours. So does everyone, yeah. Most people do, but you watch the other teams in the league, man. And like, we did this last week. Name the coaches if the Bears win, if that's their head coach. Like, we could do it again. Oh, you can do it again. Let's do it again. <sighs> and this is what I mean that that's where I'm at, yeah, Brian Dable. Win. Yep. At least they actually show some goddamn fight. Doesn't matter if they're down twenty to the Arizona Cardinals. Mike McCarthy. Win. I hate to say it. Win. I don't even want to say it. I don't know about that. I don't Cowboys know if, win I don't the Super
0: Bowl this year, but well, also they have a Mike generational Parsons. talent on their defense, <laughs> and their defense might be one of the best ever. So yeah, I, but I, I don't know if I'm in McCarthy territory yet. But I mean, I, I just, I just like.
1: I, I, do, I don't get it. I just I just don't get it, man. I mean, I, I, it, it's the same conversation we had. Shane McCoy is Mike McTano. That is a great one. Yep, great one. Same conversation we had with Nagy. You are not elevating the talent you have on the roster. This is a team like don't going back to the thing that I preface this whole episode with. This is a team with enough talent to be. Win, this is a team with talent that should make you two and zero. This is a team with—your offensive skill position players are probably three times better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Offensive skill position. Yeah, you can talk about offensive line isn't great. Yeah, well, guess what? You know, good coach does. He kind of schemes around it. He doesn't put your quarterback in shotgun for every play but two snaps on Sunday. Every play but two snaps. They were in shotgun. With that offensive line against Vitavea— and and and, and Levante, David and those guys. I mean, what the hell are we doing? And Torian says this offense has the potential to be explosive. Yeah, we know this is one of the most
0: explosive, dynamic offensive skill position groups in the NFL. I mean, I, you saw it for the first couple plays yes, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Like cr- you, you saw chunk plays to start the game, and then you just didn't do it again at all for the rest of the game. You 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 got scared. You you became a coward. It was cowardly play calling from the third from, you know, after the Justin Fields touchdown rally and onward. It was cowardly play calling. You didn't take shots and there were guys open down the field again. And it's just you're not you're just not doing anything that is remotely positive or that shows any kind of progression. You 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 regress during games. How do you even do that? They they are actively regressing during these games. It, and it's shocking because it starts with the play calling. Like the play calling changes so dramatically after anything positive happens. And then just all media, and then it's just like, oh, actually, I forgot. I have a quote of screens that we need to hit. So let's do that. We have a quote of. Yeah, is just there
1: an incentive to, in his
0: contract? We have a, a quota of halfback dives to just run into a stacked box a million times a game. And uh, Roshan Johnson actually only gets a few snaps. He gets one good play, and then he's got to come off the field. Like. I just don't know what we're doing here.
1: I mean, there's two things that matter in the NFL. There's, there's quarterback and coach. That's all that matters. Let's be honest, right? I mean, that, that's that's what it comes down to. And you look at a team like the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, that's a team with a roster that could probably be 2-15. and 15. And they're 1-1, one and one, destroyed the Seahawks week one, and held their own with the 49ers, probably one of the best teams in probably football. Probably should have won that game. Probably should have won the game. Kind of threw it away. With Puka Nakua.
0: Well, he might be really good. He might. He, he might. Fifteen receptions. He like, be really, talk really about good. getting the
1: best out of your players. Like, this is this is what this comes down to, man. Like, it comes down to coaching in this situation. That's what it's coming down to. And I and, and, and I know for a lot of people who have listened to this podcast for a while, like I also I don't want to make excuses for Justin Fields either. Like, again. I still think that he's a franchise quarterback. I still think he can be great. Don't get me wrong. He made mistakes. He wasn't his best version of himself so on Sunday. He hasn't been the best version of himself through two weeks, and he needs to change that. He needs to take some ownership and change that on his own. But at the same time, what a good coach does is gets the best out of him and, 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 and helps him in that department, right? Like, And that's clearly not happening. So it's not all on Justin Fields. It's not all on him. Um, he needs to, to be, be better, fair, but though, it's not
0: all on him. At what point, if there's no improvement from Justin Fields still, how many weeks into the season until you're you're ready to say, OK, next season needs to be a change. I'm not going to be calling for Tyson Badgin at all. I, I know I tweeted it yesterday, but I was kidding. It's tongue in cheek. But like, at what point are you saying, OK, it's probably best for the Bears to move on from Justin Fields? See, like if things don't if this is if this is the same, if there isn't a significant jump consistently, because like you might get the one game like you did last year where he throws for you know 250 yards and he has a crazy running day and he has a couple touchdowns. But if you can't stack it and then it's just a flash in the pan again, like at what point, if there's no consistent positive progression from Justin Fields, are you, Kevin Lapka, done finally? I'm willing to admit that it's probably not happening here for him.
1: I don't I don't think I can get there until the end of the year until there's a new coaching the, uh, staff.
0: 17 games.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can get
0: there. 17 games if this is if this is what you get for 17 games, you want them to bring it back next year. Yeah. That's crazy. I want them to file that's, the coaching staff and bring it back. That's insane.
1: If they, if it depends, it, again, it depends on the amount of games they win. Like if they go 0-17, they had the opportunity to draft cable games, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Like we have to kind of, you know, cross that bridge where we come to it because it's dependent on what's available and, you know, all, all that, right? But I just, I, I'm i not, I just, as as Bears fans, this is, again, the most talented, capable quarterback that's ever walked through your franchise. And it's been two years and two games. And you're ready to restart all over again. You don't have the privilege to do it. You can't. You can't do it. You Because you, because wh- what faith do you have that the next situation is going to be different? Like I said before. What faith yeah. do you have that even if they draft Caleb Williams, it's going to be different? Right? You have to ride it out. See what he can do the rest of the year. And I'd like... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying to bench him this Here's year. two options, Jake. I'll give you two options. Option A and B. Option A, they fire the coaching staff. Keep Justin Fields. Hire... You know, whoever you want, Kellen Moore, Eric Bieniemy, run it back with Justin Fields for a year, and then if they bottom out again, then you draft the quarterback in that situation. That's option A or option B. You f- you keep the coaching staff. You you let them draft their quarterback. They don't even they don't have the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams. But guess what? You know they get Drake May uh, mid, and they roll with it that way. And oh, here here we have it. We the quarterback or the the coaching staff drafted their quarterback. This is what you wanted.
0: What what would you rather have? make the right choice. See, here. I don't I don't think and that And you can't say neither. I don't I, think that this regime, I don't think that they because you're right, the Bears would ruin anybody, but also I have no faith that McCas- the McCaskies can hire a competent head coach either or general manager or anybody. Like can Kevin Warren sa- hire a competent this, head coach? Same, I don't know. Like, I have I I no because the McCaskies, we know they're going to insert themselves in the process once again, just like they always do. And they're going to hire Bill Pullian or uh, who's the other guy, um, Ernie, whatever the hell, and as advisors to that process. And then whatever those guys say is what George McCaskey is going to sign off on, because that's what he always does. So at least I guess you take like... I'm not going to sit here and bang the table for Drake may. This is all like Caleb. Like, I honestly think that this team is going to have a shot at the number one overall pick, whether it's them holding it or not, or it's Carolina. Like, even if you're the, say the third and the fifth pick, you think somebody's not taking that. You think somebody at one isn't taking that. Let's call it the Arizona Cardinals who already have Kyler Murray on a huge contract. You think they're not taking the third and fifth overall pick. So that the bears can draft Caleb Williams. You think that's not happening? Package like that's yeah. absolutely happening, and then you ruin Caleb Williams and you get a new regime. In I don't know and if I they would take do a chance that. on him, and then they say, Well, hey, we can't work with them because he's too far gone, too. So now we got to draft our guy, and they do, and he doesn't work out. And the general manager and, and the coach get fired, and then new guys come in and say, Yeah, we can make this work with whatever quarterbacks there now, and then that doesn't work because he flames out. And they say, Well, we need to draft our guy. You see where I'm going with this? This is it, this is life, this is what we are resigned to experience forever and we're just going to live this life until we die and that's it and maybe maybe whenever the mccaskey's sell if it's within our lifetime hopefully then maybe things change but until then i'm not counting on it I What have there- we always said that ownership is the problem Always has been, always will be, because they insert themselves into every decision that this team makes, and they insert themselves way too much into everything that happens, and every single winter, we hear, oh, well, you know, we're getting more football people in here, and we're going to be involved less, and they never are, <laughs> and then every time interviews happen, or any time a big decision is made, whose name do you hear? Inevitably. George McCaskey's in the meetings. George McCaskey's in the building. He's picking George up McCaskey's the in the airport. Yes. Like, every single time and until that changes nothing else is going to change and you are perpetually going to go through the cycle every two years of a new quarterback or a new general manager and head coach every single time it's what we're going to do can't wait really fun awesome having a great time
1: i I will say i will say i think it will get to a point and i think this will happen when virginia dies that i think they're going to sell a team I, 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 I think that's what they're waiting for. And, and and I that's speculation. I have no insight on that, right? It just okay. it, it, it makes way too much sense. Obviously Virginia probably wants to keep the family lineage. I think George is probably tired and sick and tired of doing this over and over and he probably doesn't care as much about the whole lineage thing and you know all that yada yada yada. So you know who knows, right? Who knows when that will happen? If that will happen, all that like that—that's all speculation. But man, I just like you, you got to feel bad for Bears fans. Yeah, you got to feel bad. I mean, there are um, so
0: imagine it being September 18th, two weeks into the season, you already know you're dead. It's it's you're an, an awful dead.
1: feeling, man. Especially for a season that had so much hope. Like at least like. We all knew that it probably wasn't likely to make the playoffs. We knew it was a possibility, but you had the hope that this team was going to show a little something, and yeah. and you'd be playing Get meaningful better. games in December. Yes. You, I just want to have like a meaningful game on Christmas Eve against the Falcons. <laughs> like that's all I freaking asked for, right? It'll be and meaningful it's just, for them. There's there's just so many fans, man. Like like it's sad to see. Like my dad is one of the biggest Bears fans I know. He obviously made me a Bears fan and, and, and instituted this in me. And you know, yesterday. Like, I had a baseball game during the game, the Bears game yesterday. Um, So I had to watch back the game. I didn't watch the game live. I had to watch it uh, after the fact, which was just an absolute miserable experience. But, like... My dad loves watch me play. Most instances, he's gonna watch the Bears instead of watch me play in like a semi-pro baseball game. It was no debate for him. He he came he came right to my game. I was like, Dad, don't, don't you want to watch the Bears game? Like you, you love this team. He's like, Man, I just he's like, I don't I don't I don't really care anymore. And okay. it's because he's not the only one, man. And it's happening. And it's and and you're you're getting so many people. Oh, like it's two games in, and the interest level is already so low, and people are, are dropping out. And and there's people that give so much to this team so much to this franchise they, they buy the jerseys they sell the merch they buy season tickets they they get excited over and over again and they get let down over and over and over again and it's so goddamn sad it's so depressing and I saw people on Twitter who were like I hate that my parents made me a fan of this team like those are real things and it's just it's just like that's just the emotional side of me coming out because it's, it's sad man and it's and it's sad for people like us and people in who do like podcasts like this and yeah. spend like we spend a lot of time doing this and we 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 put our all into things like this. And this is the output. And this goes back to the whole the whole effort thing. Like you have the fans, like for that Packers game, that stadium is is rocking. People spend their hard earned money. People people show up to that game. And I'm not justifying the booze. Oh, and that, by the way, like that
0: field is in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh are you talking about the the Buccaneers game? Or the, I, the, the I Bears? About, game?
0: Soldier Field? Yeah. No, I was talking about Never mind. For Tampa, it, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the Bears fans showed up for that game too. Yeah. You know, the great traveling franchise. But you spend your money, and like the least, the least you could ask, the least you could ask is for the team to put in 100, percent and they put yeah. in. 74. So, I mean, the bo- the problem is, Brian Benson says we should stop going to games. Like, we've been saying this for years. Stop buying the tickets. Stop buying the jerseys. Like, it's that. not going to happen. Yeah. There's too many fans. There's a 3 million population city. It's a global franchise. There's too many... Fa- like, people are going to go to the games. It's a thing to do. People are going to buy the jerseys. The jerseys look cool. It's not like they have ugly jerseys. Like, it's going to happen. But it's embarrassing and it's sad, man. And it's like, this is... It's a national thing. Like it, it's it's and it's been a national thing, but now more than ever, like you're the laughing stock of the league. You haven't won a game since, since October 26, 2022. Everyone knows your situation. Everyone knows that this is perpetual hell. And and everyone knows too that you once again ruined another you you ruined Justin Fields and you ruined a quarterback. Like I just saw a headline come across my phone. Uh Stephen A. Smith on first take. The Chicago Bears are an atrocity. Stephen A. Smith rips the organization for impeding Justin Fields' growth. Hit the nail on the head, and everyone knows it.
0: So, yeah. I mean, it's it's really really bad, uh, and it's it's honestly kind of depressing to think about. This is going to be our sixth season doing this show with this team, and we haven't had exactly one decent season to talk about on this show. <laughs> the The happiest moment that I've had on the show was previewing the Philadelphia Eagles playoff game. I was doing it from the floor of an Airbnb in San Diego because I was there for a wedding. And me and you and our good friend Chris Nano talked about that game. And then ever since then, it has just been misery. It has just been straight misery ever since then, which is insane.
1: And it's, and, and I and I will say, like, I'm not making excuses for us, but like it's Shane McQuiet put in the chat too it's so hard to come up with coherent solutions now. Well, yeah, like, because we say the same things, all
0: the the time. Same things. It's the same thing. It's the same cycle. And you
1: don't know what the problem is. Is it the quarterback? <laughs> is it the coaching staff? Is it the organization? You just don't know. And and we thought, and, and it's more painful because we thought that this was the year where it would all change. You finally have the franchise quarterback. Again, the organization somewhat changed from the structure of it at the top. Right? Yeah, you, you might have a, a head coach who's competent. You might have an offensive coordinator who's competent. We thought Luke Etze was competent based off of what he show, showed last year. Right? Like all these things and for it to be just the same old thing and like i i will say like very emotional filled episode it is week two (laughs) things could change right they're not going to make the playoffs but they could win up they could they could end up winning seven games and things could look different and you could have more positive outlook on the team going next those things are possible like i do want to put that out there because i do still think there's enough talent on this roster for that to happen and for them to to have that light bulb switch but through two games it's justifiable for well, us to feel this way.
0: Well, and we know things aren't going to get better next week because you go to the Chiefs and play. <laughs> that's I a, know
1: you're going to have a bad time there too. Like they're either going to get clapped or they're going to somehow win like 21 to 18.
0: Yeah, it's not great. And then I mean Broncos after that, that's a winnable game. The Commanders look really good, especially in, in prime <laughs> time too. That you probably lose that game. The Vikings are a joke, but I have no Poor idea going Poor Al Michaels, go. man. Oh, yeah. That one's going to be a stinker. Ugh, yeah, it is gross. And then. Raiders are terrible, but then charge like ugh, this is bad. It's so bad. Oh. I'm having fun. Are you having fun? This has been a lot of fun. I mean, uh, we've done, I how just, many of these episodes, episodes like this have we done where it's just we turn on the mics and we just go, This sucks. We've done that far too many times over the last few years. Far too much. I Probably. mean, I want to say at least two to three times a year. Oh,
1: wait, more than that, it seems like. I mean it cultivated end of the year. It cultivated with Every the year.
0: Green Bay game. I think two
1: years ago, the
0: first game of the season, 2019, when they
1: lost 10 to three, when it was supposed to be your Super Bowl year. I mean, that was, I think the, it was start.
0: the. I think it was the, the that second game. Okay, and I think me, I think me, you, and Chris Nano went for like 90 minutes. It was like it was it was an all timer Oh, I remember that. One. Um, I remember that. One. It was an all timer. That was the last game of the season, and we were just like, yeah. I remember I was still living off. at home with my parents, so it had to have been three years ago. Two to three.
1: And the funny thing is, like, I know you, you quote tweeted me yesterday, but I tweeted in the morning, I was like, the NFL's funny because <laughs> the Chicago Bears, like, people were burning the city to the ground. People were ready to, you know, bring the pitchforks and torches to Hallis Hall, right, and and, and, and burn the place to the ground. Yep. And after all that, you had the opportunity to be tied for the division lead after Sunday's games because I said, well, it's possible Green Bay could lose to Atlanta, it's possible the Seahawks could beat Lions. And guess what happened? Both those things happened. Both those things happened. And the Bears didn't handle their own business. Like, like we, like, <laughs> it's very possible we could have been sitting here today. Like, hey, you know, Bears bounce back. They beat the Buccaneers. It's they're one and one. They got a chance. The Lions aren't as good as we think they were. We think they just took advantage of a well, cheating that was and depleted. I, and the I Packers think what makes suck. this
0: oh, so depressing is like, because you're right, that could have happened. But it's also like that could have happened. It could have been more positive too, if you just played better, even if you lost. If you just played better but you didn't. You played like you just crap across the board. You looked incompetent. And I mean, Stogie nation, the chat looking at not like a nine win team at the very best. And Brian Benson said, we're just trying to win one game. Yes. We are trying to win one, one game right now. Talk to me in week four when the Broncos come to town and we try to win that game, then we could go from there. But until then, yeah, I mean, this is a brutal team. It's just absolutely unbelievable boss in the chat saying Maddie fools through Justin Fields under the bus. I, don't, I haven't yeah, seen that yet. But, probably. But, yeah, probably. Because, hey, it's not his That's guy. And then do. Justin Fields get kicked to the curb. And then they'll get somebody else in and say, this is our quarterback. Now we're ready to go. And then uh, it'll just be an endless cycle. And it'll be really bad. And then we're having fun.
1: I have some good things from the game. You do? Shockingly. <laughs> okay. Um I, I, I have some good things from the game. Uh, again, it's overreaction Monday. Not everything is bad as it seems. At the end of the day, guys, like, you know, I think I've gotten really good at... at, at you know, this shit used to bother me for a long period of time. <laughs> I, I've gotten better at, like, realizing it's just football and, like, there's more to life than the Chicago Bears. Yeah, like, and, you know... I, and and that's that's growth for me. So we love to see it. Uh, but you know me, the eternal optimist, I gotta find the good and everything. And there was a couple good things from this game. Donna Wright looks like he could be a dog. That yeah. that that guy, whether the quarterback's gone, whether the coaching staff is gone, that guy's gonna be here for at least four more years, and he looks like a cornerstone of the franchise player. Like standing up, Shaquille Barry a lot, just like fighting his ass off, just like every play, like like the the one thing about him, like his his mass is just so, you know, he's just a big guy. But like very little push. Like, guys will get around him because Darnold's Wright's a pretty good athlete, but he's he's bigger, so guys, you know, swim, move under him. But, like, even if you get a guy like Shaq Barrett standing up going for a bull rush, like, Darnold Wright's just standing there like, nope, not not, not going to let you come through. And that's just, like, that's a very important position, right tackle, top 10 pick. Like, th- things could really be catastrophic if you passed on Jalen Carter and this guy's really bad. Like right. it yeah. will always the comparison game will always be played between Wright and Carter, which is so unfair to Tyronn Wright because it's not his fault, and it's not like like Jalen Carter could just end up being really good. But like if you draft a really good right tackle and you end up in four years having a really good offense and he's the anchor of it, that's as that's arguably close to just as important as like a really good three technique. Like, it, yeah, it's, sure. it's up there. It, like, it's you can make the debate depending on how good Jalen Carter becomes. So, like, it's a very positive thing to see Donald Wright looking good, especially because tackle is one of the positions that's, like, hardest for rookies. Like, there's two positions I say that are really hard and really hard to evaluate for rookies in their first year. I think one is uh, tackle and the other is cornerback. Um, and you're seeing Tyreek Stevenson be a victim of that. Like, he's just getting exposed, and it's yeah. hard when you're going up against two of the best receiving receivers in the league, and not two of the best, but... Two top 20 receivers and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, and guys are just going to, like, coaches will just pick on you if you're a rookie. They'll just say, you know, why would we throw to Jalen Johnson when we can just throw at the rookie all game? And that's pretty much what they did. Uh, it's not like he was getting, like, torched, but. Um, he was getting picked up for being a rookie. He, yeah. he was getting picked up for being a rookie. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Um that's really the only positive was uh, was done <laughs> right, and the fact that Roshan Johnson looked good when he got In the ball, his limited time, yeah. and when he got the ball, uh, and the fact that DJ Moore had 100 yards receiving, like that's yeah. that's the DJ Moore you wanted to see, a guy who can get the ball, and get some yards after what the catch. So you were promised. So you were promised, and they, they they gave it to him. So um, those were the good things. Anything else good that you saw? Also, I just feel like like
0: I, I don't know. maybe it's just because the front four is that bad, but it just feel like Tremaine Edmonds hasn't been like a difference maker like he's been no, around but that was a that was a risk of investing in linebackers
1: well you got to do it but like right i i, I mean and it, again it's hard for him to be a difference maker when he's got to cover all around the field because guys getting open because there's so right. much time and they're not blitzing him and it's hard right. for him to take it like i, I, I get i'm not i'm not out on Tremaine edmonds it's just like i, I don't know like I, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I it's man, this is hard. This is it's so hard. This is yeah. hard to do. So it's, hard to, it's hard done. To have a,
0: hard to have a season funeral in week 2. It's not great. It's not yeah. it's not what you want to see, but regardless, we will be here to break down will we? the Chiefs game will we? on Wednesday. We I mean that opens what? ten and a half.
1: It's 12 and a half
0: <laughs> Should be more probably. Should probably be fourteen and a half. But we'll be here. We'll talk about it. We'll get injury reports. We'll get more quotes from the coaches and from the players, and they'll talk about it, and we'll break that down, too. And we'll get mad, and we can all be mad together, and we can all yell into the void together. That's what we provide here at Bears Nation Podcast, a space for you guys to come yell and for us to yell, and we all just kind of scream into the void and be miserable together. And we have this nice little community of misery, and that's what it's really all about, isn't it? So join us again on Wednesday to talk about and break down and analyze the game against the Chiefs and after that, we'll be back on Monday. Yeah, I have to do to the, same thing, game, the same we'll old thing. And we'll do it again. But join us on Wednesday. That's the next episode. We'll talk about this game of coming against the Chiefs. So we hope to see what we probably will see and breaking down the quotes from the week. So we'll be here Wednesday, same place as usual. And, of course, as always, you guys are the best. You guys were active in the comments today. Appreciate it. Get it all out. That's what we're here for. We'll do it again on Wednesday. Until then, it's really hard to say right now, but as always... Bear down, bear yeah. down.